thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. Come on in. We're having a good time. I've been teaching on a series called Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, and I invite you go back and watch previous episodes. And we're still not going to get it finished out today. You say, how long is it going to take you? Beats me because I just keep a going. And uh, I just know this. There's so much to say about our victory. There's not a lot to say about grief and sorrow. We're redeemed from it. But there's so much to say about our victory. Amen. And so we invite you to get your Bible, get a notepad, and believe God for answers because we're believing God for answers for you. And uh, we don't want you to think or listen to this broadcast as though it's just dealing with the home going of a loved one because there's so many different situations in life that can, uh, depression can try to come in, grief can try to come in, sorrow can try to come in. And uh, we need to be skillful with our victory in the face of these things. Amen. So throughout this broadcast at different times, I'll refer to the unexpected home going of my husband. And um, so I refer to that because I let you know what did we do in the face of that? Yes. Where did we put that? Amen. How did we place that? Um, how did we think? Yes. What, were, what was our thinking in those times? Yes. Well, we want to show you not our thinking, but the thoughts of the word That's at right. those times. Right. Because our family, it did, this event did not have its intended effect. It was intended to eliminate the whole ministry. And it was a complete failure in its attempt, a total failure in its attempt, because uh, all it did was become a launching pad to go further. And from that point on, I mean, we, we entered into the television ministry. We've, it's going all over the world. We're on, we're on um, multiple networks that we're in 186 countries. There are 195 countries in the world. We're in 186 of them. Of course, we're on daily television here. That's, that's what the devil, one of the things he was wanting to stop. But it just helped. It, it was a launching pad for us. Why? Because God was faithful to his word as we stayed with his word. It was, it, his word isn't coming to pass just because he has a plan, but because we've, we're holding to the word. We're continuing in the word. And uh, we fulfill his plan by faith in his word. Amen. Amen. So we want to take some time and talk to you about what is right thinking in the times of emergency. What does that look like? Um, what is our response to be? Because really, our, we're living the life of our response. Yes. Yes. So we're not living the life of our circumstance. That's right. We're living the life of our response to circumstances. 
That means that we don't always control the circumstances that come, but we always control our response. So make sure that if there's something of your life that is going, huh, I'm not comfortable with that in my life, then adjust your response. Just adjust your response, how you're responding to things. Amen? And so we we need to know the word so that we can know what's the right response to look like. God God doesn't leave it to us to define right response. His word gives us what right response is. Amen. So we're a good student of that. On Friday, October the 18th in 2013 is when my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly. When my kids came and told me that, um, I just want you to know that the Holy Ghost had already helped me. He had helped our family by teaching us the peace flow. And he told us a couple of years before the event, he said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Now, that didn't mean I couldn't do anything else. He was saying that's to be your emphasis. And as I emphasized what he directed me in, then it put us over the top. Amen. He'll do the same thing for you. He'll keep you in front of situations. And one of the primary ways that the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter, the prim- one of the primary ways he comforts us is he prepares us. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Uh, comforting us doesn't mean we just get to bypass every obstacle. Right. It doesn't mean he's going to fight it for us. It just means that he hands us everything we need. Right. Listen, God planned it. Mm-hmm. Jesus purchased yes. it. And the Holy Spirit leads us into it. Uh-huh. God planned yes. our victory yes. and our inheritance. Uh-huh. Jesus purchased it. Yes. And the Holy Spirit leads us into it. But notice, he can't do it for us. The Holy Spirit is called the helper. He's not called the doer. He's called the helper. That he helps us do our part. Why? Because God will always do his part. But the variable is us. And we have divine help to help us do our part rightly. And part of that, part of our part is right thinking because that's going to dictate and direct our actions that we make. Um, Many think that grieving and sorrowing for someone or for an event uh, is the way to to honor that person. Um, I'm not saying that when someone goes home to heaven, I'm not saying that you won't weep. I'm not saying that there's no emotion. We're not robots. We're, We're absolutely not. Jesus is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Yes. He, 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 he senses, he knows. Mm-hmm. It touches him. Events will touch our life, but they're not to entrench our life. And that's what, the, the, uh, like a spirit of grief, a, a flow of grief and sorrow will entrench us in the wrong flow. But God offers us a greater flow. Amen. A flow that won't be a place of undoing. A flow that won't be a depression, a a, a pressure to our life, a subtraction from our life. Amen. And so many don't realize that the way to, really the way to honor my husband was not to get in a, a, a hole of depression. The way to honor him, because for almost 50 years, He was in the ministry. I was married to him for right under 30 years. And uh, he was my Bible school. He had poured the word into my life. We had ministered together. We had traveled together. But I was a a spiritual illiterate when I married him. And he was my Bible school. The way I'm going to honor him 
is by doing what he taught. That's the best way to honor. And is, is uh, those who have poured into your life, hold to those good things. Be an example of those good things. Amen. That's how to honor. That's how to show love for someone is that you take where they were going and you take it further. Amen. You don't lay down and lose something. That's, that's poor stewardship to lose something of what was put in us. Don't let an event steal anything from you. Amen. The day my husband went home to be with the Lord, I said to the kids as they were there at my house that day, I said, okay, today we turn the page. Now I could have, I could have waited till tomorrow to turn the page. I could have waited till next week. I could have waited till next month or I could have waited till next year. Is there a wrong time or a right time to turn the page? I just know what I chose. I said today the page turns. Why? Uh, the devil is behind this event. Yes. And he's stolen enough. I'm not giving him one more day. Amen. I'm not giving him one more moment. I'm not giving him anything else. I'm not going to hand something to him and say, here, have this too. So I said to him, I said, today we turn the page. We're not throwing away previous chapters. We're adding to them. We're going to start writing a new chapter. And it's honorable to let my husband, who was part of those previous chapters, still be, if I could say this, uh, shown in the chapters we write. But I'm not going to fail to turn the page so that I can keep rereading what had already been written and can't even go to turn the page because I'm entrenched. I can't forget. I can't go past this. I don't want to get stuck. It's fine to reread as long as you're still writing. As long as you're still writing the next chapter, it's, it's, it's delightful and it's refreshing many times to go back and reread the things that God has done. Hold to the testimonies. We're commanded to tell the testimonies of God's moving in our life, but we are not commanded and advised to stop writing. We don't want to get stuck. And so I said to the kids, I said, today we turn the page. We're going to write it the way we've, listen, we're not picking up a new book. We've already been, we've already had the, the correct direction, the, the, the right plan of God. We've been on that, those paths for 30 years. We don't need to change the path. Uh, we don't need to throw out the previous book. To throw that out is completely dishonor. Yes. It's, it's an error yes. to throw away all you've learned and throw away all you've been taught during that, to think that you have to rewrite your own. In fact, no one ever rewrites their own. Somebody taught you everything you know. <laughs> Nothing originated with us. Amen. You say, well, I don't know. I wrote a book nobody else wrote. Where's that preschool teacher, that kindergarten teacher that taught you the alphabet that holds the words, <laughs> right? Someone else is always a part of everything we're writing. And we never rewrite, we never continue to write apart from what somebody else poured into our life. So we don't ever try to distance ourselves from what someone was in our life. I would never, in turning the page, that's not distancing myself. 
that's continuing to write with the wealth of education and the wealth of impartation that I received from the man who is part of my life. That's how you honor. That's how you regard. That's how you show respect. You take what they started of God's plan and you just keep going further so that their fruit continues. Amen. Now turn with me, if you would, to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And I'm going to read a a portion of it, verse 19. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 reads, and this is speaking, God God is saying here, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Mm -hmm. Now look at this. He said, I have set before you life and death. He's not the author of death. He exposes. Here's life. Here's death. I set it before you clearly defined which is which. I set before you life. I reveal this is the flow of life. I reveal this is the way death is. This is the way death operates. I set before you blessing. I set before you cursing. So life and blessing are in one flow. Death and cursing are in another flow. He said, I I set them clearly. I expose them before you. He says, now, choose life. You don't even have to figure out which one's the right choice. (laughs) He shows you the options, then tells you the appropriate choice that's going to bless your life. When you got born again, you chose life. You chose blessing. In that, your choice, your choosing is not done. For the rest of your life, every day, you make choices in line with that life and blessing flow. Here's life and blessing. Here's death and cursing. Keep choosing in this flow. Keep choosing in this flow. Uh, Now that you're born again, your choices don't stop. When you're faced with circumstances and difficulties, choose life. Choose blessing. When you're faced with symptoms, choose life. Choose blessing. What is that? Health. Make that choice. When lack shows up, choose life. What's that? The flow of prosperity, the flow of abundance, the flow of God's goodness, the flow of God's blessing. When fear shows up, don't choose it. Choose life. Choose faith. When grief and sorrow show up, Choose peace. Choose joy. It's all in the choosing. Some don't make a right choice in the face of emergency. There have been times in the past, not this event particularly, but other times in my younger spiritual development days, and I'm still developing, but uh, in those earlier days, I made choices that were not life and blessing. (laughs) They took me in the wrong direction. And so, as I said earlier, is our life is a picture of our choice. It's a picture of our response. What are we responding to? What are we choosing? Just because something opposes you, the choice didn't leave you. That day that my husband left this planet, my choice didn't leave me. I still could either choose life and blessing or death and cursing. The choice was still mine. The devil cannot take your choice from you. Now, he'll try to put pressure on you to make the wrong choice, but the choice is still yours. Amen. Um, 
I had to teach my children the right choice. Yeah. Teaching the congregation the right choice. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank God. Yes. One of the things that Jesus restored to us was our choice. Yes. He delivered us from the kingdom of darkness, Glory translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We are no longer, we are no longer, sin shall not have dominion over us. Right. Why? He, he got our choice back. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that's the answer. Choose life. What is going to enhance your life? Make that choice. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't even really have stop and pray many times. Just if this is going to, if this is going to bless me, bless my family, glorify God, honor him and his word. This is choice. I don't have to, I don't have to pray about it. Amen. Um, You have to remember this. Um, and I've said this before, when my husband left this earth, God's plan for my life didn't leave with him. My husband was part of the plan, but so much was fulfilled through him in my life, but God's plan for my life did not leave with him. Therefore, I could get up the next morning glad to get up. Amen. Ready to get up. Ready to get up. Why? I had something to continue to carry on. Listen, our sole reason uh, when we're born again, you did, did you notice you don't leave the planet the moment you get born again? Why? Because now that you're born again, now God can really flow through you in a way that blesses the earth. So he leaves us here. He doesn't receive us into heaven the moment we're born again. Why? Because now we have a work to carry out. Now we can enter into that work. Amen. We're here for one reason, to fulfill the plan of God. Worshiping him, obeying him, being yielded, a yielded vessel to him so he can manifest in the earth through us as his channels. That doesn't change when someone leaves your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You still have a purpose. You still have a plan. And do not think that your plan was hidden in that person. That plan was attached to you. The plan for your life was attached to you. It wasn't attached to someone else. They might have played a role in the plan, but they were not the author of the plan or the life of that plan. It comes from God and it's still attached to you. Amen. So enjoy waking up and fulfilling the plan, running the race every day that God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. God's plan is still yours for the choosing. I could have chosen a defeat plan. I could have chosen a a down, a downgraded plan. Well, you know what I've gone through. And listen, I don't make light of what people have gone through by any means because some of those things can be so troubling. It took us to have a savior to be able to walk free from it. But I will just say this. uh, The reason you're here on this earth is still in place. Fulfill it. Amen. I said, fulfill it. Don't let it be stolen from you. God has sown too much into you to go off the rails. Amen. God has, I listen, I have faced too much opposition. Too many devils, just like anybody else. 
I've, I've gotten past those. I've, I've learned le and I'm learning more to overcome those, yes. overcome what my victory holds for me. But I have won too many victories to lay it down at the face of the next opposition. I am not laying it down. I am not laying down all that I've gone through. Amen. Uh, my mother used to say this. There were four kids in our family. And my mother used to say this when we were younger. She said, uh, my life is too short to live with four kids I can't live with. <laughs> in other words, you're not going to mess up my life. That's what she's saying. You're not going to do something that's going to injure my life because life is short enough as it is. I mean, doesn't the Bible, you say, well, that's not a faith statement. Well, the word tells you it's a vapor. <laughs> that's pretty short, <laughs> right? In the scope of eternity, it is short, a short span of life. And in our short spans of life, we, um, yes, he's promised us long life, but still life in itself in this earth is for a vapor is what the word says. And I've, I'm not going to take any of the vapor <laughs> that I've, if I could say this, gained skill in yeah. and cause a circumstance to cast away all that was gained by me backing up, by me laying down anything of God's plan to the devil. The devil did certainly, listen, the devil, the way he works, he doesn't want to take someone out just when they're first starting. He'll wait till they reach a pinnacle. He'll wait till they reach momentum. He'll wait until they can have the greatest effect against someone else so that when he strikes them, he automatically affects all the ranks under. He, he strategically strikes. That's, that's the reason he was, he, he, went after my husband, so to speak. He intended to take out everything under his scope, under my husband's authority, and it didn't work. It didn't work. And that's what God, in, that's what God intends is that anything that the devil works against you, you disarm it. It goes no further than this. It goes no further. Amen. I, we, we just have to realize that we've come too far. God has put yes. too much into you. God has worked so much in you. Why? It is he that is working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And I'm not going to let an event or circumstance in my life just take all that working of God, all the dealings of God and diminish it and devalue it and lay it aside and just go the wrong direction. I'm not going to do it. Amen. I owe God too much. And I tell you what, it's a debt I love paying. It is not a hard debt. I owe him everything. We owe him everything. And it is an honor owing. It's an honor owing him. Amen. Listen, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do not let any circumstance turn your future hard. It's to be light and easy. Why, listen, Jesus said, my yoke. Yes. With a yoke, you're, uh, when they would have a, a, a yoke of oxen together, mm -hmm. there's two yoked up together. Yeah. Um, when you're a yoke, when you, there's a yoke on you, it's not for, just for you. It's because you're joined to something. Yeah. Uh -huh. he, and Jesus said, my yoke. He's already under that yoke. Oh, He's yeah. already wearing that yoke. He says, my yoke, mm -hmm. my yoke is easy. 
Why? Because when we yoke up with him, he does all the work. He's already done it. Amen. So don't get back under a yoke of grief, a yoke of sorrow, a yoke of depression, a yoke of failure. Don't make a choice. Make a choice. You decide what you're yoked up with. Well, I'm going to be my own person. Nobody's going to, you know, yoke me up to anything. That's what the devil wants you to think. Because you're always yoked up with something. You're always joined to something. You're always joined to something. And uh, so just make sure it's a, it's a yoke that's light. It's a yoke that's easy. Amen. Don't let the devil turn your future hard. If we stay with the will of God, we stay with the plan of God. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. It is not hard obeying God. It is not hard carrying out God's plan. Now, it does require skill. But when you have skill, nothing's hard. Amen. It's like a skill and, and, and getting off the plan. If someone says, my life has been hard, well, go back and see if there's any place where you've transgressed his will. Because the, the way of the transgressor is hard. And I know he's talking about someone who transgresses into a life of sin, but just someone who transgresses off the plan. Amen. Because God did not plan that your life be hard. And don't you allow any circumstance that has come into your life, rewrite the story of your life and make it hard. And make it hard. Listen, I also knew this too. And I said this the day my husband went home to be with the Lord. I reminded God, God, you said you're husband of the widow. And I will not have a downgraded life financially. I won't have it. And I know you won't give it. You won't give me a downgraded life. Because my, my provider... Uh, God is God is my provider, not two incomes. Just because I'm a single income home now, I'm not expecting a downgraded. And I guarantee you, He's not disappointed because He is not a slacker of a husband either. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss upcoming episodes. We're gonna we're gonna address some more things, and it helps us to think right. Thank God for the word. But we've been teaching out of my book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. You can go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and you can order your copy today. And I would say this, I, I think this book has been our top seller for a while. And um, one of the reasons is because everyone's going to have to be skillful in the face of opposition. So think of someone really that you know of that might need this that they need to sit down and have a talk with this because it'll help them know what the Word says. Amen. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. God offers you His thoughts. Take them. This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound, Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Ontario, Canada at Promise of Life Church, August 27th through the 31st. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.